I'm Nicole McCants, a psychologist turned business coach for psychotherapists. It was not long ago when I was in solo private practice, seeing way too many clients feeling overwhelmed and burnt out. In 2016, when I became pregnant with twins, I knew I had to scale to a group practice because I couldn't keep working that much. I was sick of hitting the ceiling in my income and knew that the only way to make more money and help more people was expanding my practice. In three short years, I was able to scale it to 55 therapists and multiple seven figures. Once I was able to reach that goal, I had to take it to my peers. I'm here to teach you how to scale your solo practice to a group or take your group practice to the next level. We didn't learn anything about business in graduate school, so I created the Business Savvy Therapist podcast, where I share easy to implement, business and marketing strategies so you can help more people, make more money, and have more freedom. Let's dive in. Today, we're going to be talking about should you hire an admin or a virtual assistant? Now, if you are bricks and mortar, you absolutely need an admin. It is so important to have a human being sitting in your waiting room greeting clients. So this conversation is more if you're virtual, but I just want to reiterate that again. So when people walk into therapy, it's so important to have an admin greet them. Hi, Nicole, how are you? Let me take your jacket. Would you like some water or tea? Take a seat on the couch here and a therapist will be with you right away. I get this question a lot though. I think that there's a lot of therapists in solo practice who have a virtual assistant and that works when you're solo. I do not believe it's the smartest choice when you are scaling to a group practice. So by the end of this episode, I would probably talk you out of hiring a virtual assistant and I'm going to tell you why. First of all, it's really important as you are scaling or if you plan to scale to a group practice or take your group practice to the next level, I want you to always keep the end in mind. Every important decision that you make, I want you to think of the impact with the end in mind. So what that means is, let's say you have one therapist and you're virtual. I don't want you to make any business decisions based on where you are right now. I want you to make those decisions based on your goal. So for me, it was 55 therapists. For you, it could be 10, 15, 100. It doesn't matter. But always think of, okay, what is the best decision if I had a whole lot of therapists? And I think for sure it's not a virtual assistant, which I'm going to get into in a second. But if you're on the fence wanting to hire an admin, I want to tell you this. Delegate the overwhelm. You are probably overwhelmed seeing way too many clients. Maybe you have a wait list just like I did. Maybe you're really sick of hitting the ceiling in your income, but you don't have any choice because here's the truth. If you're in solo practice, the only way to make more money is to see more clients. And I was with you. I remember those days. I felt so stuck and so guilty because I was a new mom. So the answer is to delegate the overwhelm. And that means to hire an admin. Here's the truth. You will not grow. Please hear this. You will not grow or as much as you want. You will not grow if you don't delegate. Why? Because you'll be way too caught up in the weeds and way too caught up on the hamster wheel. Let's get off the hamster wheel. 
Let's talk first about a virtual assistant. Now, again, they're perfect for when you are solo. They're usually about 30 bucks an hour. How it usually goes is I'll define what a virtual assistant is. So this is somebody who's a consultant. They have their own business and they have many customers and you would be one of those customers and you would pay them. Sometimes they'll have like a package. So the more hours you pay them, the cheaper the rate is a little bit, but it usually isn't cheaper than about 25 bucks an hour and you're a customer. So they're not only working for you. And that is the key. I want to teach you how to build a clinic that is going to be the biggest in your city if that's what you want a brand that is known, and a virtual assistant you will outgrow. Point blank, you will outgrow. And this is what I don't want for you. Fast forward six months, a year. You go to them, you know what? I actually need someone full-time now because we're very busy and I have multiple therapists. And then they might tell you, oh, I'm booked. I, I have all these other customers. I can't give you more hours. And that is the most frustrating. I find looking back, one of my biggest stressors as a clinic owner was when my admin left because we lean on them for so, so much. And I want to prevent you from making this mistake. Do not hire a VA. A lot of members in my six-month business coaching program, they're scaling a heck of a lot. And a lot of them who are bricks and mortar and who had a VA ended up switching to an admin. And it was a bit stressful, but it was like the best decision and actually really helped them scale. And the same with the virtual people. It just makes sense to hire an admin. So let me define what I mean by an admin. This is a person that you hire, you post a job posting for an administrative assistant. In my clinic, we actually didn't call them administrative assistants. We called them clinic coordinators and you would hire them as a contractor. We'll talk a bit about contractor or employee later, a contractor or employee, and they work for you and only you. That is really key. That loyalty is there and they are going to grow with you. You're probably wondering how much to pay them. The going rate in Canada and in the States is $20 an hour. I have members all over the States in every single state, and they're all paying the same amount as well as all the provinces. And so you would just post a job posting to Indeed, a really good job posting. I always say, make it like a love letter, you know, really outline what you're looking for. And if we work together, I actually give you the job posting, the interview questions, but just invest in that. The better the job posting, the better the candidate. Now, a lot of people ask me, Nicole, I, I can't afford an admin. I don't have the revenue coming in yet. And that might be the number one reason why you haven't yet. I'm going to talk you out of this, out of putting it off. Here's really great news. They can be casual. They can be casual. So what does that mean? You absolutely do not want to hire someone full-time. Don't worry. You don't have the cash flow probably. And number two, I rather you invest that cash flow in something that's revenue generating, which we'll talk about in future episodes, things like SEO, Google ads, things that is actually going to bring clients through the door. Okay. What you're going to do in your job posting is you're going to say it's a part-time position. And then once you meet them in the interview or in the job posting, you can outline that is casual. So this is what I did and this is what I suggest for you. Basically, you want to hire a third-year psychology student and you're going to ask them, and I'll, I'll tell you why the psychology student is so important in a second, but you're going to say, listen, this is a super casual and flexible position. I can't really guarantee you hours right now. 
I'm just learning. I don't really know how many hours I need, but you know what? This is what I need. I need somebody to be answering the phone, answering the emails, double checking appointments are booked, payment is processed, A, B, and C. Can you do this? So what's beautiful about psychology students is yes, they're in school, but they want to be you one day. A third year psychology student is probably going to stick around with you for four years. Why? They're going to do third year and fourth year. Then they're going to do their master's. So that's four years that you get to retain them and keep them. But more than that, these psychology students who want to go to grad school, so you want to find the ones who want to go to grad school, that's going to be an interview question. They're going to love working with you because they're going to learn so much about private practice. But more than that, they're typically very bright because we know you have to be bright and have good grades to get into graduate school. And the other beautiful thing about students is they're used to working kind of all over the place. So I would just say, I'm going to get you a soft phone, which means that when someone calls the clinic, it's going to ring to your cell phone. And don't worry, it shows up as the clinic. So they'll know to answer the phone saying, good afternoon, clinic name. The soft phones are beautiful and they'll actually know it's not a friend calling and they'll know to do like your professional greeting. But these psychology students would track their hours. So you hire them and then they track their hours and they give you like a spreadsheet basically, which is their invoice to you saying, I worked one hour today and these are the things I did in the hour. I answered four voicemails. I had this many conversations. I did a quality check of the online booking and then you just pay them. And then you get a little bit busier and they work a bit more. And the max they're going to work for you is 20 hours because it's only a part-time position. And they actually can't give you full-time because they're in school, but you don't want full-time, which I, I will talk about in a sec. So does that make sense? You're going to hire a psychology student. It's going to be casual, but it's a beautiful thing because in the interview, you can say, you have the opportunity. You're coming in at the ground floor. We get to grow together. I have no idea how many hours I can give you. Maybe one a day, maybe less, maybe one week it's you know five hours. The next week it's 10. Are you open to that? And then of course, you want to be very clear on your expectations. And it could sound something like this. I would like the voicemails and the emails checked every hour. Are you able to do that? And they might say, no, because I have like a three-hour class. Okay. It looks like you've got class on Tuesday, so that's fine if you can't check in for three hours. So after your class, just respond to those voicemails and get back to the emails. And they actually love it. They'll check in the morning. They'll check at night. They'll check between their classes. This is autonomy. This is work from home. This is flexibility. Most people, especially after COVID, like they want this. This is a dream job. Want to hang out live? Join my next masterclass, Level Up to a Seven-Figure Group Practice, where I walk you through the proven strategies to scale your solo practice to a group or take your group practice to the next level. If you attend live, I give you a special bonus that you are not going to want to miss. The link to register is in the show notes. See you there. Now, I said work from home. This can absolutely be, if you're virtual, this is like a virtual job, right? So they are picking up the phone, things are happening, and you actually don't need the bricks and mortar. 
Now, if you have a bricks and mortar, then they are going to just come into the clinic and it's going to be a little bit different. Let's say they're going to have like different shifts and eventually you will definitely, because I had bricks and mortar as well, definitely you will eventually need two or even three admin to cover all the shifts that occur in a week. But this is more if you have an admin that is virtual. It is 100% doable and really smart to do at the beginning when cash flow is low. You're probably wondering, should I hire them as a contractor or an employee? Great question. At the beginning, I hired a beginning, meaning like many years ago when I first hired my admin in my solo practice, I hired her as a contractor. And I think I was just really afraid to be an official employer. It scared me because it felt complicated I had to pay their taxes. And and in Canada, we pay for sick days and something called statutory holidays and vacation. And it just felt really overwhelming. You can absolutely start with a contractor if you feel the same way. I would talk to your accountant for sure. You could probably, quote unquote, get away with that. You just want to be really aware that the IRS or CRA, if you live in Canada, doesn't think they're an employee. Because if you have a person working just for you, the governing body, like the tax people, the government might tell you, oh, this is an employee. You need to be paying their taxes. But my accountant basically told me, Nicole, because she's working from home, because she bills you and kind of works when she wants, you can get away with her being a contractor probably for the first six months to a year. But... And mostly because she's working very minimal here and there. But once she became actually part-time working a regular 20 hours a week, I did transition her to an employee. So speak with your accountant and also just check in with yourself, like what feels less stressful. I will tell you that I noticed because they're young, they don't really understand what a contractor is and they don't want to pay their own taxes. That just feels like a lot. So I've noticed in recent years that they want to be employees, that you find better people if you offer the role as an employee. People want the job to security. They want the ease of you paying their taxes. So keep that in mind. And to be honest, now that I've done it for many years, being an employer really isn't more stressful. If you have a bookkeeper or really good accountant, in the end, they're going to do all of the back-end work for you. Let's talk about what your admin is actually going to do. Many therapists ask me that. Okay, Nicole, I'm going to hire an admin and I, I know I need help with A, B, and C, but I just don't feel like that's enough work. What actually do I delegate? Let's talk about it. Of course, they're going to be booking appointments. Now, in future episodes, and I'm going to teach you this, how to streamline to your online booking. So you will actually be having clients book their own appointments and online booking, but there will definitely be clients who email you and call to book their own appointments. You're going to have them do quality assurance checks, really key as you grow. Let's make sure everyone pays, that we have their credit card on file. You can even make sure they do a quality assurance check to make sure your therapists are putting their notes into your practice management software which is an ethical you know, requirement for us, of course, to write our notes in a timely manner. So the other thing you've probably noticed about this podcast, it is very, very tangible. And as you listen to me, you're probably wanting to have a pen in hand. 
I listen to all my podcasts as I drive. So I typically leave myself a reminder to re-listen and sit down and literally write the notes down of the things I have to do. But if you have an admin, here's what you do. If you're driving as you're listening, tell your admin, okay, I want you to listen, go back. Here's her name, the business savvy therapist. Please watch this episode. Can you write down all the things she tells us to do? And we'll have a meeting and I'll help you implement them. Leverage off of your admin. Your admin is now your implementer. You're not the implementer. I'm teaching you now to work on your business, not in your business. I'm going to talk again in future episodes about tech savvy platforms that you can use to make it super easy to communicate with your admin as well. A couple other things they can do. They can track your stats. You need to be on top of your metrics. What do I mean by that? Do you know how many clients came in last week? How many no-shows? How many consults you did and the conversion rate? So these are things that I will definitely walk you through and give you the exact roadmap of how to do it right. And I want your admin to do this. It's really important when you hire an admin to also give them tasks that are revenue generating. Hiring an admin in itself is not revenue generating. So if you hire an admin, it's not going to bring clients through the door, right? Unlike if you invest in Google ads, in fact, there will be more clients on your website and those clients will be booking online and booking appointments. However, having an admin is going to free up your time to then focus on planning, business growth, strategy, all of the things. So in a roundabout way, it is revenue generating. Every single hire you make needs to be revenue generating. I'm going to repeat that. Every single hire you make needs to be revenue generating. Obviously, a therapist is revenue generating because they're seeing clients. That's a good one. And admin, though, I'm going to give you something that you can have their role be revenue generating. I would like them, and I'm going to teach you this in the future, I would like them to do follow-ups. Did you know that most clinics don't follow up with those no-shows, those cancellations? Maybe you do that, but here's another question. Are you following up with the unscheduled visits? I use the practice management software Jane App, which is really big in Canada, and a lot of my American clients now use it because it's cheaper than simple practice, and I personally think way better, just way more features. And in Jane App, they call basically a client who comes to therapy So they show up today and they leave therapy and they don't book the next appointment. That's called unscheduled. They're not scheduled to come back in, okay? Are you on top of those? There are people who, many, many, many clients who will leave and say, okay, uh, let me check my schedule. I'll get back to you. And three weeks later, they do come back around, but because they're dealing with anxiety and depression, they're not getting to their tasks. That's like part of the issue. And so it's so important to, one, train your therapist on how to get them booked in faster, which we'll talk about. I'll walk you through all of that. Don't worry in our future conversations. But more importantly, I want your admin to be on top of that, the unscheduled visits. You can pull a report in your practice management, or at least you can in JNAP. And then I would put a template together. I give you one if we work together. And the template basically is a reminder to the client. Hey, we noticed you haven't booked. Did you want to book? Actually, like your time slot is available. Do you want me to book you with Katie? Really easy. You want your admin to be on top of follow-ups. In the business world, in the sales world, 
They say that 80% of sales is in the follow-up and everybody forgets about the follow-up. So this is your competitive edge. You doing follow-ups is going to have you 10 miles ahead of any other clinic in your city or town. And the best part is you can delegate it. I'll go deeper into follow-ups, I promise you, in future conversations, but you just want in the back of your mind, once you hire your admin and they're all settled in the basics, because the basics are important at the beginning, payment, you know, processing payment, cancellation policy, how to book an appointment, how to refund something. After all that is flowing, usually takes about 90 days for them to be fully, fully stable in your all your processes. Then I would add processes related to follow-ups. As you know, my very large practice was automated. This is where you get your freedom. And putting together like a very clear process that they could run with in terms of follow-ups is really key. You are going to absolutely love when you hire an admin, when you delegate the overwhelm, mostly because you're actually going to have time to think. Oh yes, my friend, there will be a day where you have enough white space in your calendar. I'm so committed to it that you have time to sit and think because you are driving this big ship or I'm going to help you grow it really big. But if you actually aren't focused on where the heck you're going and steering the ship, then you're going to go a whole lot nowhere. So we need the white space to focus on where we're going, our revenue goal, our vision, and your vision is growth. If you are wanting an exact checklist of what your admin can do, the nitty gritty things you can give them, a task checklist for your admin, just shoot me off a DM on Instagram and I'd love to give it to you. Method. Send me a message and you know what? Just drop two words, admin checklist. Just drop two words, that's it, admin checklist, and you will get it. You will absolutely love it. And then it's going to just set you on the right path. The moment you hire them, you're going to know exactly what to delegate because I know that not knowing what to give them is stopping so many of you. I look forward to seeing you next week. See you soon. Thank you for listening to the Business Savvy Therapist podcast. I hope this episode was helpful. I would be so grateful if you would share this with a peer or colleague that is wanting to help more people make more money and have more freedom. Make sure to subscribe so you do not miss any new episodes and please do leave me a review. It would mean the world to me. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you in the next one.